The scripture lesson today is a pretty short one, and I hope a familiar one as well. Listen now for God's word to you today. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Holy God, we pray that you'll grant us the eyes to see and the ears to hear and the hearts and minds to understand your word and your world this day as best we can. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as you may have noticed, my sermon title today is God Rest Ye Merry. And maybe you're expecting me to throw in a missing word right about then. Someone asked me uh, earlier if there was a typo in the bulletin or if we just plain forgot to put up one word out on the, the bulletin board in front of the church this week. But no, it's intentional. Because as our beloved music minister Steve Main reminded me this past week, A lot of people get the title of a famous Christmas carol wrong. They put a comma between God rest ye and merry gentlemen. God rest ye, merry gentlemen. But there's no comma. (laughs) Because if there was a comma, it might turn the song into something like a plea to a bunch of merry or perhaps overly boisterous dudes to give it a rest, or chill out, or something like that. God rest you, merry gentlemen. But, thing is, back in the day when this, this carol first became popular in 17th century England, the phrase, God rest ye merry, without anything after it, God rest ye merry, was a fairly common expression. In those days, you see, rest didn't just mean to calm down or take a load off. It also meant remain or continue. So God rest ye Mary or God rest you Mary was a blessing. It meant you were saying or singing, in this case to somebody, may God grant you continued peace and happiness. How ironic then that, you know, for so many of us, the season before Christmas can be anything but restful and peaceful, let alone merry, happy. People tell me all the time how exhausted they are these days. I'm stressed out. I'm bone tired. I'm running on fumes. I, I hear it all the time. I've been there myself. We've all been there some point in our lives, whether or not it was around the holiday season, we live in a fast-paced world where we're expected to rush around so much, get so much done, work so hard that it's easy for our energy to get depleted and our spirits to grind down. And then we come to church today, the second Sunday, third Sunday in Advent, And we hear Jesus clearly say to us these words, Come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
and we desperately want it to be true. In fact, we even sang about it earlier. Did you catch it in the familiar hymn? Uh, it came upon a midnight clear. We sang, look now for glad and golden hours come swiftly on the wing. Oh, rest beside the weary road and hear the angels sing. That's what Jesus invites you and me to experience this morning and this season and every season of our lives. Now, it is true that we all came to church today for various reasons. Maybe you came because you always come to church, or you came because somebody asked you to come, or somebody told you to come in some cases, I don't know. Maybe you came because of the warm feelings you can only get this time of year in church. You know, singing familiar carols, and you're hearing the bell choir, and seeing the kids, whatever it happens to be, the alternative gift market. But I also know this, that some of you came to church today because you're stressed out, or worried, or troubled, or tired. You came for some peace of mind, or heart, or just to catch your breath in the midst of a tough time. And I can assure you that Jesus knows exactly how you feel and wants to be there with you wherever you are, stressed or not. You see, in fact, the Bible tells us over and over in the Gospels that, you know, Jesus was, gonna get, was getting swamped by people who were asking him for all sorts of stuff all the time. He was just hit left and right. People wanting to be healed, people wanting good news, people wanting peace, people wanting grace, mercy, salvation. All these are good things. And Jesus didn't hesitate to give everything he had to people in need, but he also didn't hesitate to take some time off to rest, to recharge. In fact, a number of times we hear in the Gospels that Jesus retired or went off to a quiet place. Oftentimes it was a mountaintop all by himself where he would spend time in stillness and quiet and prayer to recharge and reconnect to the God that he was representing, that he was embodying on this earth. And in the brief text we read today, he is giving you and me permission to do the same thing. He says, come to me or come with me and I will give you rest. So let's take a moment right now and do what he says. Okay? I invite you right now, wherever you are, online, here in the room, the sanctuary, to get comfortable Sit comfortably. If you can do it, I'd invite you to put both feet on the floor. Come to a, just a centered place in your posture. And if you're comfortable, you can close your eyes or maybe focus on a candle, focus softly on something in front of you. It doesn't matter, but just get into a quiet place. Just exhale whatever stress you feel right now and Try to inhale the goodness that surrounds you and that's within you. 
and just reflect for a few moments on Jesus' words. Come to me. Come to me. And I will give you rest. Maybe even just use the word come to remember, to breathe in and out. Come to me. Let's be in silence. invite you in this moment to just come back to this space, maybe open your eyes and shift around a little bit. I know every time I ask people to take some time in silence in a worship service, I'll have some people say to me, oh, that was unbearable. <laughs> that was too long. And I'll have an equal number of people say, that was too short. I was just getting into it. Whatever it is, we experience a whole lot of different things potentially when we take time out to be in silence, to be quiet, to be still. Lots of things can happen to us. We're not happen at all. But maybe if we can quiet our chattering, what the Buddhists call monkey mind, and be still just for a few moments, God can give us the grace of rest. Listen again to Jesus' words, come to me and rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now a yoke, as you probably know, is a harness, like a yoke that you put over the shoulders of an ox. But Jesus' yoke isn't restrictive. It does provide us guidance and structure and power for getting things done and moving forward together as a community. But there are very few hard and fast rules that Jesus has for us. In fact, the only real command is love. It says it over and over again. In fact, that's the whole point of the journey when we're pulling together in the same direction with Jesus. The road ahead can be hard going, but his yoke is easy and his burden is light because it's all bound up and held together with love. And just like for Jesus, we need to take some time and find places to rest our weary souls. So let me tell you about uh, a few practices or attitudes we can have that can open us up to the gift of rest that Jesus has for us, okay? The first gift, or the first practice, is that of keeping Sabbath. Keeping Sabbath. 
course, Jesus was a Jew, so he knew very well that one of the Ten Commandments in the Hebrew Bible is, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. That's one of the ten top rules of the Old Testament. Sabbath is a gift. It's a whole day of rest, or it could be just a portion or a good portion of a whole day, if, the, if that's all you can spare in a given time. And it's more than just taking time off. Sabbath is about rejuvenation and reconnecting to the life force that's within you, that is the persistent presence of God who is always with you. The great rabbi uh, uh, Abraham, Abraham Joshua Heschel called Sabbath a sanctuary in time, a day to savor the world and your place in it, a time for being and not just a time for doing. Helps you pay attention to the present moment where, you know, that's where God's presence and energy and activity are always focused right now, wherever we are in the present moment. So a second gift that Jesus gives to rest is release. The chance to let go of our stresses and pressures and the inner obstacles that block us from experiencing the fullness of life. Baptist minister Mel Williams talks about a time where he was spending uh, some time in worship with Quakers. And if you've ever spent any time worshiping with Quakers, uh, you know that their way of doing church is a little bit different. My mother-in-law is a Quaker, and I've, I've heard about and experienced it a few times. The Quakers, or the Society of Friends, as they're officially called, spend a whole lot of time in silence in their worship service. If you thought one minute and 15 seconds was long, go to a Quaker meeting. Anyway, they are quiet in this time together in God's house, the place of worship, and they're open and receptive to the inner light of God's spirit before they say anything out loud. So if you hear somebody talk and say something in a Quaker meeting, you assume that God is somehow, or the spirit is somehow speaking through them. Well, uh, Reverend Williams was uh, sitting one day in a Quaker meeting with the windows open, it was a beautiful springtime day and the breeze was coming in and children were playing outside and a voice was heard in the distance chanting or singing over and over, let it go, let it go. And he wondered, you know, are those kids uh, tugging on a rope or playing with a ball or some kind of a toy or something like that? Let it go, let it go. But then he heard that the child was actually giving him a direct message to his own soul, to let it go. And it dawned on him, and you know where this is going, that the child was actually singing the chorus from the Disney movie, Frozen. <laughs> let it go, let it go. And he knew in that moment the truth of the biblical message, that a little child shall lead us. Whatever inner turmoil has hold of you, has hold of me. Just sing that song. Let it go. You know, sometimes when I'm in a time of stress, I uh, imagine myself floating on a sort of magical stream of water. 
and the water is warm, but not too warm, and I can only float and I can't sink at all. And I just lay there and the water holds me up and carries me on without me having to do anything at all. So my invitation to all of you, and Jesus' invitation too, is learn how to float and let it go. And the third gift in Jesus' invitation to rest is, sticking with that water metaphor, living water. Living water. The wellspring of God's spirit that dwells within each and every one of us to give us energy and purpose and peace. You know, in John's gospel, Jesus says, uh, I have come that you might have abundant life. Abundant life. Not just existence, but fullness of life. But to get to this true self or this inner wellspring And to let it flow freely, you have to deal with some of the emotional and spiritual debris that each one of us has bottled up inside of us. Bottled up inside of us. There's a little book some of you may know came out a while back called The Well and the Cathedral by the psychologist Ira Progoff. And in it he tells a story about people who long ago discovered a well, a well with fresh refreshing water. And so year after year, the people would come to this well and they would drink and be refreshed by this clear, cool water until at some point years later, somebody said, let's honor this sacred spot and put a building up here. So they put a building up over the well and they came back again and again and many, many, many more years passed. And then somebody said, well, let's build a cathedral here. So they did. And as the years went on, and as the church building and program got bigger and bigger and bigger, the people started to forget about the refreshing well that was underneath all of it. The wellspring of the spirit of peace and healing and power. And I got to say, it's easy to do. I mean, I work in a church. I love the church. This church, all sorts of churches. I love what we do. I love our buildings. But as much as I or any of us might love it, when our lives get out of whack, it is easy to forget that the refreshing, renewing spirit of God is always here, wherever we are, in a building or not, Whether we call it a church or not, the Spirit of God is always with us, ready to meet us where we are and to guide us through it all. We just need to listen, pay attention, and somehow practice the presence of God. You know, it may seem like being a Christian is all about doing things sometimes, and believe me, it is. There really are a lot of things we are called and empowered to do as followers of Jesus Christ. I mean, if Jesus himself is our model for how we're supposed to live, then we are called actively to love one another and to seek healing, reconciliation, and wholeness and justice and peace, to experience joy, to be together, to do stuff. But, we also need to remember that if Jesus is our model 
for how to live our lives, we need to find places of rest and reconnection as well. Lots of times, as I said, he, he would go off alone and pray in a quiet place. And we need to do the same thing, wherever that is. So you and I need to do that. And, and we can call this the inward, outward journey that we take with Jesus together. Focusing and being present to what's going on inside of ourselves in order to reach out and to share whatever love and mercy and healing and wholeness that we have with the world. Because that's our mission together, to reach outward, but always to come back to the living water that's within. It's, it's a circle, if you will, inward, outward journey together. And you know, along the way, Jesus really does give us plenty of places to rest. The reminder to keep Sabbath, to let go, to connect to the living water within each and every one of us, all for the purpose of sharing life in abundance for you and me and through us to the whole world. So Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. May it be so for each and every one of us this day, this season, and may God rest you merry, ladies and gentlemen both. Let nothing you dismay and let nothing keep you away from God's healing and peace and mercy and joy and love. In Jesus' name, amen.